On Friday, the province expanded the so-called strong mayor powers to 26 municipalities, including London. Those powers include allowing mayors to propose housing-related bylaws. Uh, They can pass them with uh, one-third council support. They uh, can override council approval of bylaws. They can prepare and table the city budget as well as hire and fire department heads. Uh, Mayor Josh Morgan joins us now for his weekly interview. Uh, appreciate the time today. Yeah, good morning, Devin. Uh, we stalked, uh, we've talked about these strong mayor powers in, in the past a little bit, but are these powers something you welcome? Well, I, I think there's some powers that just aren't relevant for London. Um, when you talked about, uh, in your opening there, the vetoing council with uh, uh, only one-third support or, or passing things with one-third support, you know, that's that's not the approach that I've taken as mayor, and it's not the approach that my council has taken. In fact, we've been quite successful at finding common ground, despite the differences of opinions and the differences of views represented from across the city. Um, you know, some examples, we came together unanimously to not only pass a housing target, but find a path forward to establish a committee and develop a housing supply action plan. Uh, we've done incredible work um, near unanimously on health and homelessness. Uh, we passed a strategic plan uh, unanimously, and, and through that process, uh, took very diverse perspectives and opinions and came together with a document that uh, that all of us could support. And so, you know, I just don't see that as that approach changing um, over time. So, you know, maybe other cities, uh, that that's a useful tool. I'm not sure. You'd have to you'd have to talk to those mayors. But for me, I, I think I'll continue to work uh, to try to find that consensus on council because I think that's, you know, when, when those diverse views are represented in the discussion, debate, and decision-making, that's when we make the best decisions. Is there a scenario where you, you would use them or you could see potentially using them? Yeah, well, when you move beyond those th- that high-level um, piece about uh, veto power and one-third decision-making, um, you know, there are some tools uh, in the legislation that do impact different areas, whether that's around the budget or committee structures or things, uh, that, uh, you know, I, I may not use. But I, what I'm willing to do is sit down with the senior leadership team and say, let's look at the legislation in detail. Uh, let's talk about how it, it impacts your division. And then let's see if there's any tools here that we might want to consider down the road. Now, whether or not you use a tool depends on the circumstances, right? So, um, you know, just because you have tools in the toolbox doesn't mean you necessarily have to use them. And you got to use the right tool for the right problem. Like you don't use a sledgehammer to fix to fix a, a broken door lock, right? So, uh, you know, there's there's some things in this legislation that I have to understand a little better. Um, and the first step for me is sitting down with the senior leadership team and, and going through it in some detail. That was to be my next uh, question in terms of what happens next. So I guess you're just going to meet with uh, with uh, senior leadership yeah. just to see what's all involved here. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 these powers don't come into play until July 1st. Um, so between now and then, my intent is to sit down with them and, and talk to them about uh, about understanding the, 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 red, the legislation and the regulations. Uh, and then, uh, you know, like I said, how it impacts their departments and then um, you know, what they see as, as things that could be useful for London and what they see as things that we probably probably don't need. So that's how, that, that'll be my approach. One of the reasons the province uh, created these powers is because of housing. Housing's an issue that uh, is pretty widespread right across the entire province. And uh, York Developments is uh, talking to the media about a proposed development at the uh, Forks of the Thames that would have uh, some towers 43 and 53 stories high. Now, they haven't filed a planning application yet, so this is very early, but... When we look at housing, is this the type of development we, we need in this city? 
Yeah, so I, I would be very hesitant to comment on an application that hasn't even been submitted yet. Um, but I can say two general things about this. Um, first, uh, we do need more housing, and particularly housing in the core area. Uh, that means high-density residential is, is an attractive approach because that is the type of development where we get a lot, a lot of bang for our buck. It doesn't draw as much uh, resources from the municipality's perspective and brings in a lot of taxes. So, you know, that type of stuff is the thing that we have to be moving towards. And on the height piece, although I'll wait to see the staff report, I'll say there's always been a time in this city where there's a building that hasn't that's been the tallest or that hasn't existed before. Um, you know, there was a time when there wasn't 20 story buildings. There was a time when there wasn't 25 story buildings. This year, we will build a new tallest building, not once, but twice in a city. There'll be one that will be completed that will become the tallest building. There'll be one that will pass it. So there's a momentum here. And so I'm not afraid of, of height and density. Um, but, I, you know, I'll look at the details in the staff report. And, you know, there has to be servicing capacity and the ability to manage that density. So um, that's, that's what I would say. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, it's something we need, but obviously it needs to make sense for the city as well. Those two projects you just mentioned, do they help guard against nimbyism, which can be a problem in London, elsewhere, but also certainly in London in the past? Um, the, the projects um, that I mentioned that, that, are, that will be the tallest, um, you know, what they represent is a changing city. So we have tremendous pressure to create housing in this province, and, and London is a place where that has, has really come to, uh, come to a head. So, you know, we have to find a way to, to expand density. We can't continue to sprawl out uh, into the surrounding areas. Uh, it's just not a cost-effective way for us to grow, but we certainly need housing. We have tons of jobs and huge job creation that has happened in this city, and even more to come. So we've got to find places for, for people to live. Uh, we've got to try to drive affordability in this, in this scenario, and that means both uh, the quantity of housing available as well as uh, the ability to put uh, affordable units on the market uh, for those uh, who can't afford it right now. But ultimately, we're going to do what we can. Um, nothing nothing will, will, will be effective if we don't collaborate across the provinces, municipalities, and with the provincial government to drive affordability because one city can't do it on its own, but we'll certainly do our part as London. We will follow with interest. Mayor Morgan, appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thank you.